0: That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot welcome to money savage savage approach personal finance this is george grumbacher and the time is right welcome today's guest a strong and powerful james wilson james are you ready to do this i'm very ready thanks george excellent let's do this james is a cfp he is the founder and president of j.e wilson advisors and he's been named as one of investopedia's top 100 most influential advisors as well as several other organizations i'm excited to have you on James, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure, sure. Um, been doing this a long time. Started as a baby, uh, a couple <laughs> days, a couple a couple days for my 26th birthday. So, uh, it, you know, I, I started out. Uh, went to school, uh, went to University of South Carolina. Started out in uh, thinking I wanted to go into medicine. Uh, my dad was a dentist, and so sort I of grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of physicians, and thought, oh, that'd be a good good thing. Uh, worked uh, in the emergency room as a flunky, I guess, the summer after my first year and uh, maybe some of that next year, sophomore year, and really quickly decided, nope, uh, that that is not (laughs) what I want to do. And so, uh, and I've had many physician clients. We have a lot of physician clients. And we had many physician clients say, well, you owe your your dad a debt of gratitude for, uh, you know, letting you get out there and figure that out early. So, kind of made a whole change, went into majoring in economics and... Um, really liked that whole field, and um, still consider you know what we do here is kind of personal economics because uh, economics really is just the sort of the science of how people choose uh, and and how they make decisions. So that's a lot of it's a perfect background for what I do. I worked as a uh, stockbroker for a couple of two and a half years for a national firm that's now gone called Beach Halsey Stewart Shields, which was gobbled up by uh, Prudential Securities and Prudential um, shortly after I left, and but it was a great experience and, and went through the CFP program when I was there. They encouraged it and um, towards the end of that work, just decided, you know, I, I think I've learned a lot about the investments and stuff through being a broker, but this is obviously not what I want to do. And um, as soon as I got my CFP, I uh, uh, just decided Why not go out on my own and see if we can uh, make a go of it by giving advice to people, uh, providing advice to people and not selling them stuff? So uh, that was uh, 35 or so years ago, and um, here we are.
0: Nice. 35 years goes by in the blink of an eye, or it feels like 35 years. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes each, but no, it it depends uh, on the day. It does, and but you know, I think about it. A, a lot of, of you know, what if I'd gone stayed in the medicine route and gone to med school and become, you know, an orthopedic surgeon? Say, you know, I don't know how many orthopedic surgeons there are in America, but uh, just take a guess, maybe there you know thirty thousand or something. And so I'd have been you know one of thirty thousand, and and uh, but I started out particularly in the end of the world we are in the fee only financial planning world, where there weren't that many bodies, and uh, so I was able to have some leadership positions. Was president of nappa the primary professional association for family advisors. Very early on, was first family advisor on the Certified sort of Financial Planning Board of Standards. So I got to have leadership roles early on as a as a very young person, which I don't think I would have been able to do, you know, safe again if I were an orthopedic surgeon or something like that. So I uh, was very blessed and uh, to to kind of get in this field at the right time.
0: Well, I respect and appreciate that very much. So. And starting doing that in a time when very, very few people were, and there's certainly a lot more conversations about it today that I think people are aware of, but so just as you've seen the industry change and evolve, or maybe more so as you've seen the world change and evolve do you, Do you think that that it's just as hard today for people to be successful with money, or are there are, are, are there more factors that make it harder today than 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 in past years? I think
1: it's harder. Uh, I think it's significantly harder. And um, maybe a lot of that goes to the um, information overload. You know, it's no secret. Uh, I had, had an air conditioning guy at the house yesterday looking at something, and very, you know, very uh, smart kind of air conditioning guy. And he, and he took out his phone and he said, you know, um, he's probably a little bit younger than me, but not much. And he said, you know, we used to have computers that, you know, didn't have as much you know capacities we have this thing we carry around in our pocket today and that's very true but while he was there his you know phone he got text messages and a couple of calls and he was like you know I wish I could get away from this thing and I, I kind of just processed that information I said this is just another example of how you know our human uh, capacity is somewhat limited to process information so we we uh, ignore things we focus on things unfortunately because we don't do much in the way of financial education, we have a lot of people, uh, many of the people that listen to to this podcast, I'm sure, that are successful, bright people, but they really have very little practical knowledge about personal finance or personal economics, as I would call it. So I think it's uh, very difficult for people to figure out who to pay attention to, who not to pay attention to. And then the end result is, uh, and this is not a bad thing necessarily, but this is how decisions get made. They uh, they make decisions based on, uh, they like somebody that they met at church or they, they met through the kids' school or, or whatever. And the next thing you know, they're often running way down the wrong path for them, but with somebody that just personally seemed like a good choice. And um, because they just had so little information or even worse, they get their information uh, off of the TV, uh, which, uh, screams every day about doing something, uh, reacting to something, which is, you know, counter to what most people need to do.
0: Yeah. I think that that's a, that, that's a couple of really interesting sort of sides of the same coin of it's, uh, stuff that we should have been taught in school or we should have learned in school. I always kind of go back and forth on the, on, on the appropriate way to say that, right. uh, <laughs> um, but yes if if we let all the information that's wanting to get into our heads into our heads we'll go crazy but then you have the effect of you've got access to to the smartest financial people in the world on your telephone yet you just what yet you make a decision to engage with somebody who's very 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 close to you just in proximity potentially which 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 could be dangerous and also equally as dangerous just making decisions based on what's coming across your Twitter feed so so how, how, how do you counsel people to say, okay, you know what, let's, let, let's maybe hit reset, uh, and, 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 and maybe do a remodel for, for maybe lack of a better term.
1: No, it's, it's, it's a wonderful term. I just wrote a blog piece on this re- remodel thing. And actually, and, uh, and I, you know, I write a lot of do, do uh, podcasts as well, but, uh, really like the writing context and, um, I get out, people, clients will come in and say, well, where do you get these ideas from? I so, you know, I, out of everyday normal life, and uh, my wife and I did some remodeling in the interior of our house not too long ago, and I thought, you know, the, the, all the decisions that you have to make and all the framework of things and the priorities is, is very much like what we do, and, and, you know, there's a book called Choice Paradox, and, and I, I think of that a lot, That we have too many choices, and, and, and sometimes people say, well, how can you have too many choices? Well, again, going back to our human ability, to process information we just don't have an unlimited we don't have unlimited bandwidth that's <laughs> put it in the in the modern parlance right. and so so uh, we have to have choices and this is a i think a pretty good example that people will can understand you go to a normal grocery store whatever town you live in just a medium size not one of the monster grocery stores but, but a medium size around the neighborhood grocery store they've got you know 50 70 80 100 different salad dressings they've got 30 or 40 different uh types of peanut butter that you know you go on down the list and you go to um you know costco for instance uh, not you know advertising costco but if you go to costco they've got three different three brands of peanut butter or two and you go wait a minute how's that but everybody loves costco because they've thinned down the choices so that you as a person (laughs) can can actually say, okay, I like this one better than that one, so that's an easy choice. If you have 40 choices, you go, I just don't know. It's just too overwhelming. And so inertia, and that's one of the things I wrote about in this blog piece about remodeling, is inertia sets in because you can't make a decision. You say it's just too complicated, too many choices, so maybe therefore I just do nothing. So nothing wins most of the time. And, and so that's what I fight with, cli- not what well, I fight with clients about, but all of us fight with as humans. And so when, when we get a new client, we were just meeting with a relatively new client yesterday. And, and uh, I, you know, we fight this inertia. They go, well, maybe we should just leave this alone and, and not do anything with that. And I said, well, th- this, is, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier is you're going to have to make changes or else you're, you're gonna end up exactly where you are now, and you're coming here because you don't like where you are now. And so, you know, we're, we're just not really accustomed to change, and as human beings, we're just not. There's a whole field, and uh, you've probably talked about this before on podcasts, but this really didn't exist when when I did my economics work, but there's this whole field of, of behavioral economics or behavioral finance. Uh, Dan Ariely and uh, others uh, at Duke have, have led this path, and. There's some great uh, videos that you can find of his, and he's written a lot of books as well. They're very practical, and he teaches people about, uh, we actually have a snippet in the meeting we did yesterday with a client, new client, where where he's talking about how uh, there's no part of our evolutionary brain set up for financial decision-making. And that's why we're so bad at it. And so what I do in showing people a snippet of, of, of him saying that is I'm giving them permission to say, yeah, I'm kind of bad at it, but I'm a human being and we're all bad at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. I think that that's a great a, a great way to sort of illustrate it. Um, a, a new a potential new client shows up in, in your office and they arrive there because there's some kind of a threat of discontent. They're not happy with what, where they are, what they're doing, the person they're working with, who knows? but they're still reticent to be making choices because they don't want to make the wrong one, whatever. But the reality is that, that not making a choice is certainly a choice and, and could be a really, really bad one just for the long term. Is it a matter of just being able to, to, to identify a small first bite or a fault, a small first step to get people comfortable starting to move in the direction of change?
1: That's a, that's an excellent, excellent point, George. The, um, that's exactly what we recommend because if you look, what we tend to do as humans, again, I'm putting myself and, and you in this box as well. We tend to look at, at big goals and we say, "Oh my goodness, we've got to do all this." There's all the you know 150 choices we got to make, mm-hmm. and again, inertia takes over. So, but so we say, "No, no, no, forget about that. Let's think of what is the first step, and then what is the next step." Because if we can do that, if we can get people to make the first step even though it may be very small, then okay, they're, they're on the path. We had, a, we had a client years ago, and uh, this was very long ago, I mean, maybe 25 years ago, and at the time he was, I couldn't believe it, he was a neurosurgeon out of state, and he had enormous income, but a real inability to save, because he, he just had so much income, he just spent money on anything and everything. And so he he was referred to us by another client, a friend of his, and and, and the, the referrer said, you know, this guy has enormous income, but but he really can't save money, and and he's digging, digging himself a hole. So he came, and and so we just started saying, look, save hundred dollars a paycheck. I mean, this is a guy making twenty five years ago making a million dollars a year, yeah, which I guess today would be you know more than two million dollars a year, two and a half. And we were talking about him to save a hundred dollars a paycheck twice a month, huh. and you know, and you say, well, that's silly. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't do any good. Well, all we were trying to do is just establish a little bit of habit. That okay, we can get the hundred, then maybe we can go back in six months. Let's make it five hundred, and then let's make it a thousand, and maybe we can start making some meaningful progress. But but if we had started and said, okay, you need to save. $150,000 a year, you would go, i I got no way to do that. Right. I, I, I simply have no way to do that. And he didn't, because he had nowhere to hang it. So, it's an excellent point. I think the first step and next step and then the step after that, that's the way we try to, 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 to get people off of that inertia. You know, inertia, of course, we, we know from physics is a powerful uh, physical force, but it's a powerful emotional force as well. And uh, and we, we talk to people much, much more today than we did, say, 15 years ago about emotions, because I think smart people, we're blessed to have basically, uh, you know, clients that I think are pretty much all smart people. and But that does not mean that they are making smart choices. They think they make decisions with their brain, and they make them with their heart, with their emotion. And, and, and I, I sat before this a relatively new client yesterday, and I, and I actually pointed, I said, you know, we, we make decision. You, you think you make decisions with your head, I pointed to your brain, but you actually make them with your heart, and I pointed, you know, to my heart, yeah. and and I saw him grin, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you're right, you're right, I, I think, and particularly the guys, I speak as a guy, I'm speaking to a guy, uh, we are really bad with that. The, the ladies are much better about understanding the role of emotion and, you know, there's some, there's a lot of studies that back that up. Uh, and again, it's guys, we think, no, that can't be right, but it is right.
0: Yeah. Inertia to momentum, getting people moving in the right direction. And you know, I have, you know this idea of what what's the hardest thing for people to do, and what are small things that people can do that make that can make a big difference. It's just, I think it might be the same answer to that question. It could just be get started with something small, and and you'll develop confidence and momentum. How do you? And because we are me, so many of us are bad at making these kinds of decisions, even even physiologically, because we don't have the part in our brain like you mentioned. Is that Really, a, a a good reason somebody would want to work with an advisor, even if they feel like like they don't need to.
1: I think it is. Uh, I, I wrote a blog piece not not too long ago, and you know, I started out as, as we said at the beginning, thirty five years ago, and I thought when I left the brokerage firm, I said, you know, the world's going to come this way, and five years from now, geez, brokers, nobody will even know what they are. Uh, that's not true I mean the brokers have understood language and processing a lot better than those of us who are advisors and working with an advisor sometimes is I mean you you mentioned the word confidence and we use that a lot Uh, I like alliteration and I I, I like to talk about clarity candor and confidence Mm -hmm. and so the confidence part people understand the clarity part 're like, like okay I'm not sure what that is the candor part they're like yeah'm not sure I like that and uh, but it's sort of like going to a doctor you know you go to a doctor and and sometimes doctors are very reluctant to say you know you really need to lose weight and get in shape and do this instead they say you know why don't you just take this pill maybe this will be better right. and, they, and they walk out of the room and and you go and you walk around and you go oh, I like that doctor because he didn't challenge you, he didn't, he didn't challenge you. And one of the things we try to do with people, and in fact, when we meet with people at the very first time before we accept them as clients, I tell them, I say, look, uh, you may not like uh, a lot of the things that I tell you to do, and, but believe me, I you know, I, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you what I believe is in your best interest, it's your money, it's your decisions, it's your life. I'm not living your life. But uh, when you make the decision, that, that decision is that. But um, uh, I, I think I think a lot of times, advisors, and if you we, we want to flip the advisor, since m- most brokers consider themselves advisors, they hold out that way, uh, they are not candid with people. They they say, well, you know, you're having this itch, so why don't we uh, find some something that will make that itch go away, some product some investment product. And so we had a somebody in here not too long ago, and they said, you know, we have this, we have a, an advisor that we kind of like, and he's at one of these big, you know, bank institutions. And, you know, we, we meet with him once a year, and we, you know, it seems fine. And then At the very end of the meeting, he always says, well, you know, I think you should buy XYZ. And, and, we, you know, we've had this guy seven or eight years, and we look back, and we've got seven or eight you know different products yeah. you know, insurance products investment products and i said yeah i mean this is i said i've heard this story before you know this is this is not unusual this and so what happens is you end up with this mishmash of stuff maybe one or two of those things made some sense but all of them together maybe don't make any sense maybe some of them are counteracting with one another just like again taking different pills or drugs may counteract with with another and, uh, but all the, all that person's concerned about is selling you something at the time. So I just say people, look, we may not be the right place for you, uh, but find somewhere, somebody somewhere where you can have some sort of relationship over time and, and some dialogue over time that you can trust. And that's, that's the best thing I can tell people.
0: I like it. Well, James Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Well, the um, we, we talked about this a little bit already, but don't focus, uh, you know, as much on the whole goal. I mean, I, I think that does tend to, pe- to be a big problem with people. Number one, I mean, most people, uh, 60% of people don't have goals to start with, uh, you know, and maybe a greater number than that you know, don't have any kind of financial plan, but want those that do have goals that usually very aspirational. It's just sort of like if, you know, you sat us down as, you know, young children and said, what are your goals for life? And you say, well, I want to be a fireman. I want to be, you know, whatever, whatever people say, it's all these aspirational things. There's nothing wrong with aspirational things, but really you're, as it traces back to money, the goals need to be more specific and candid about, okay. Uh, I want to live this sort of lifestyle. I want to live, you know, in Arizona or South Carolina or in, you know, Ar- Argentina. And uh, this is the kind of life I want to live. And these are the kind of people I want to uh, I want to be surrounded with. And um, I, I think often when we ask people their goals, those are the sorts of things they come they come to us with. And we say, okay, let's put dollars on those goals. Okay, you want to live in this place. So what would that look like? Uh, where, where would you live? Well, what would houses cost there? Well, what would rent be in that in that area? Have you thought about that? And they go, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, we had a client that lives in Texas, uh, and uh, we we've talked to them several years ago. They said, well, we might move to, to live closer with one of our children, and they live in the Northeast. And we go, okay, what would that look like? Um, and, and they said, well, okay, we've got this kind of house in Texas, and maybe we'd like that same kind of house in the Northeast. And so, We started looking at the uh, putting dollars on that and I let them make the decision. I knew what the decision would be, but I said, okay, once we tell them the cost of living is going to be two and a half times and their house is going to be smaller and uh, all these things are going to be different than what they're used to, they're going to come back and say, you know, this doesn't make any economic sense. We don't have enough money for that. Okay. That's it. That's, 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 that's your choice. And so, I think, um, surround yourself with people that, you know, that you trust and understand that money is just really a a tool, uh, that, you know, impacts people that you care about and people that you love. And that's it.
0: Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on, James, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Uh, go to our, our website, of course, jewilson.com, uh, uh, jewilson.com. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty active there at jwilsonsc, as in South Carolina, at jwilsonsc. And uh love to connect with you there.
0: Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show James your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jewilson.com. Follow James on Twitter, S C. Is that right? Wilson That's correct. Excellent. That's well, thank you again, James.
1: Enjoyed it. Thanks, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step. From figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So, if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georggrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review.